you can be seated. I'm, I'm going to read, but I'm going to read a lot. So uh, rather than you, then I'll probably read a little bit and comment a little bit. I just feel again tonight just, just a little bit to share. Um, and and uh, like I said last week, don't really know what it'll be teaching, preaching, just talking to you. do believe the Lord has given me a few things to just communicate to you here tonight. And uh, as we go through this, there, there's kind of two perspectives um, that I'd like to just kind of communicate. One will have to do with a, on a personal level, and then the other one is about us corporately. So I'm, go- I'm going to read uh, starting in Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 1. And, and, and before we start reading, in case somebody's not all that familiar with the book of Nehemiah, and I am not the I'm not the expert on the subject by any means, so I'm going to give you the the uh, the, the cliff notes um, uh, of it. But the the children of Israel have been in some captivity, and there's been some some ruin that's taken place to to, to God's uh, the the things that God's people value, and and so Nehemiah. Is has got this burden and concern for it, and this desire to see it repaired and rebuilt. And so, in the course of expressing that to the king, the king uh, gives him charge, gives him direction, and he goes and begins to do that. And so, in chapter 4, we're kind of picking up in, in sort of the midstream, I guess, in some ways of, of this story. And so, chapter 4, verse 1 says this, it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. You, you got to know, not everybody's glad about you doing the work of God. And I'm not just talking about the devil. There, there are some folks that profess Christianity and profess certain things that they're not too happy about you doing the work of God. It, it's a little bit like David's brothers when he showed up to the battle and to, to challenge Goliath. They, they, their response to him was, what are you doing here? Part of the problem is we, we don't like people coming around us that, that are beyond our comfort zone. Or, or that, that challenge the fact that you know they, they show that what we're not doing, that we should. So rather than coming around and stirring it up, we... We even sometimes oppose those we ought to be supporting. He heard that we builded the wall. He was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? What do these feeble Jews? What are these feeble Jews doing? I don't know why everything has to be said in King James English. What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? What what are they trying to accomplish? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him and he said, Even that which they build, even if they build something, even if they bring, even if there's some repairs, if just a fox, just a little old fox, 
Don't need a bomb. Don't need an explosion. If just a fox goes up, he shall even break down their stone wall. Let me tell you something, folks. If you haven't gotten the gist of it by now, the devil's pretty good trash talker. I'm not saying all trash talking comes from the devil, but I'm saying <laughs> he, he's pretty good. He knows how to talk some stuff. Even if they build something, even if they do something, it won't even take anything to knock it down. I, 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 I'd, love to, I'd love to teach it or preach it one day. And, and some of the studying I was doing for last Thursday night and what I taught last Thursday night, I, I, I heard a different take. Some of you may have heard this before, and if you have, then maybe you can either confirm or deny and help me out one way or the other. But, but, but the, it, it went into some of the things that were going on with Goliath and how that I, and there actually was a bunch of weaknesses that Goliath had. Some are of the opinion he had some, he had some vision problems. That's why he needed, that's part of the reason why he challenged David to come to him. And there was a few other things that were, and, 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 and part of, I mean, part of the question and some of my, my studying that was asked was, I, I mean, you know, a normal soldier going out is carrying his own shield, but, but Goliath had this guy going out in front of him. And that some think that the reason he was there is because he was actually kind of helping guide and direct him. Not too sure yet if all that's actually totally accurate or not. I intend to look at it. But if it is, it'd be kind of interesting at how, how our perception of our enemy is. When in fact there's probably some legitimate weaknesses that he's got that we are just, we, we, we never even get to because we're just too intimidated by what we see and by the threats. If you guys even do build this, it won't take anything at all to knock it down. Hear, oh, hear, oh, our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. And cover not their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee. For they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. Hmm. I like the way he said, they provoke you, God. That's one of those prayers that we wink, wink when we pray, I think. <laughs> and this isn't about me, God. This is about you. You're angry. <laughs> So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. The people had a mind to work. Let me tell you something, when people get a mind to work, kind of what Brother Morgan preached here a week ago on Sunday morning, when there is oneness, when there is unity, when there is speaking of the same language and the same speech, the same vocabulary, and we make up our minds to do something, or a people makes up their mind to do something, there is unlimited potential and possibility. And he said, we, we did this because the people had a mind to work. But it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah 
and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard the walls of Jerusalem were made up and the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very raw and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. The devil could care less as long as the church stays in some kind of, of, of crumbles, of, uh, uh, shambles. It's when somebody decides, you know what, this is not acceptable. This is not gonna go. This isn't gonna, this isn't okay. I'm not satisfied with seeing the house of God fall apart and crumble and not be everything it's supposed to be. That's when the enemy rises up and decides, you know what, if you're gonna do something, I'm gonna do something. If you're not gonna do anything, I don't have to do anything, but if you're gonna do something, I, I'm, I'm, this is Thursday night, so I can, I have permission to speak a little more freely because it's Thursday night. I see a couple of guests that I don't recognize, and again, we're happy to have you, and I have no desire to offend you, but let me just, let me just. I, I got a feeling there's some churches that do not know what a bound worship service is. I got a feeling some churches, they, they don't know what it's like to, to have to break through in worship. Because the devil doesn't mess with them. It's those that are opposing him that he tries to figure out a way to bind and hinder and stop. I think sometimes what we use as, 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 as some kind of negative, we really ought to turn it around and realize the positive. You know that if you, you've been around Antioch, you know I'm not about this devil stuff as far as, as everything's the devil. I'm not about that, but I believe there's a devil. And I believe there's a devil that likes to fight us. And there is sometimes it is the devil. Sometimes it's just your flesh. And we like to blame the devil. The devil did not, has not, cannot, will not make you do anything. If he can, then he violates a principle that God has established. How is it the devil would do something or could do something that God can't do? But when you're opposite him, when you're opposing him, he's going to fight you. Some of you need to realize the spiritual battle you're in is a great thing. It's saying something. It says he cares about you. He's taking notice of you. He is working to oppose you. If the devil's never bothering you, you might want to get a little worried. If it's been a couple years since he's knocked on the door of your house, you might want to take a little bit of inventory of what's going on. You might have switched sides and not even known it. You know, I've seen a couple times, and most of the time on a on a uh, an amateur level, where where in, in a basketball game, or I've even seen video clips of a football game. Where, where, where the guys somehow gotten twisted up and started running from the wrong end zone. 
Or a guy gets the ball and t- takes off dribbling toward the opposing team's basket. If, if, if you are the opponent and you're heading toward my basket, I will not defend you. I'm going to get out of your way and allow you free access. If there's no opposition, you're probably going in the wrong direction. There's not some opposition every now and then. You you might want to question if you're heading the right way. Came to pass when Sambilat and Tobiah and the the Arabians, Ammonites, Ashdodites heard the walls of Jerusalem were made up and the breaches began to be stopped. Then they were very wroth. You think with all the wonderful stuff that's been happening around here the last couple of weeks and the excitement that... We've been feeling and the, and the, the thanks, the, the, the appreciation and the thankfulness to God for things that are being revived and renewed and what's going, you think the enemy's sitting on the outside just going, hey, that's great, happy for you. Hope it keeps up. Hope y'all keep having great church. Hope you get that 500. Hello? I know I'm really simple here. I know I'm shallow here tonight, but stay with me anyway. He's taking notice. Taking notice. And conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, in spite of that, even though they were opposing us, nevertheless, you better learn to have a nevertheless. That ought to be a real familiar word in your vocabulary. Nevertheless, I know what happened yesterday. Nevertheless, this is a new day. I know the disappointments of my past. Nevertheless, it's a new day. Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, we will let down our nets again. I I wonder how many times we are a nevertheless away. I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to do it one more time. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. Day and night. I'm going to come back to this in a minute, but we we have got to make sure, and it's a challenge. It's a challenge. In my opinion, it's a challenge. But we've got to make sure what's happening on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Saturday night and Thursday night, but especially what's happening with Brother Morgan here right now, doesn't stay on the hill and in the castle. If it does not get outside of the walls of either one of those buildings or any other building on Sunday morning, we have absolutely missed it and failed. He said, we did this day and night. We can't be just waiting for people to get the Holy Ghost at the end of altar call every service. 
We need to get in a mindset on Monday morning, Monday afternoon, and Monday night, and Tuesday, and Wednesday. There might be somebody today, right here, right now, that needs the Holy Ghost or needs a miracle. And I'm not waiting until I can get to church and get them to church. But day and night, I'm looking for the opportunity. And Judah said, the strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish. There's a... There's a bunch of junk that's been accumulated. Come on, let's just get honest tonight. We've had some junk accumulated for a while. We've had some stuff piling up around here, and it's a lot easier just to ignore it than it is to deal with it. And there's some people that have been carrying some burdens, and they're weary, and they're they're struggling, so that we're not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, they shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the work to cease. We got these, we got, we got internal stuff and then externally we got all this, this, this threatenings and these things that our enemies are saying. Our adversary said they shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the work to cease. They're making some progress, but we're going to get in and stop it. Been a couple of good weekends around here, but but the enemy's saying, I'm not going to let it just keep going. I'm going to get in and stop it. And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them came, they sent unto us ten times from all places whence ye shall return unto us, they will be upon you. They told us ten times, it don't matter which direction you go, they're waiting on you. Therefore said I in the lower places behind the wall and on the higher places, I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked up, I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles, and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, be ye not afraid of them. Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord. Remember the Lord. Which is great and terrible. And fight your brethren, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us, and God had brought their counsel to naught, that we return all of us to the wall, and everyone unto his work. When we found out that what the enemy was trying to do and bring against us, it all fell apart, we decided we're just going to get back to work. We're going to go back to doing what we were doing. We're going to get back to accomplishing what we are called to accomplish. Which prophet was it, Elijah or Elisha, where the, one of the enemies of the children of God was coming, setting up plans against them, and every time he'd come up with a plan, God speak to the prophet. That king got so angry because he knew there was, there was a spy, there was a traitor. No, there was just somebody that knew how to hear from God. 
I know there's obstacles now and will be obstacles in the future. But I also know we got some people that know how to hear from God. There's some people that know how to hear the voice of God. That God can speak and say, you need to look out over here. There's, there's an attack over here. There's a weapon rising against you over there. So that before it's able to do what it's intended to do, God gives us the ability, the wisdom, how to move and, and, and maneuver so that it doesn't do what it was intended to do. You know, there, there's this thing. There's a, there's a couple of folks here that play golf tonight. If, if you knew exactly where the shot you were going to hit was going to end up, you could be a, everybody could be a great golfer. If I'd have known after I hit it the, the, the way it was going to go, I would have set up before I hit it to hit it that way. So instead of being way over there in the woods, I would have just aimed farther left and I'd have been right in the middle of the fairway. I don't, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm guessing. God's not guessing. God's not sitting back wondering what's the enemy going to do. What's what's his plan of? A, do, do you understand? I don't mean this in a way of of of, say, of, of giving sympathy because the last thing I want to do is give the devil any sympathy. But it's got to be. It's a pretty bum job to be the devil. <laughs> that every scheme and plan you come up with, God not only already knew what to do in advance, He already knew what you were going to try before. If they had known what they were doing, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But God just kind of let them work right in to His plan. I wonder if there's some folks tonight that there's some things the enemy is doing in your life. But God has allowed it to play in to some things that He is also doing. Enemies heard that it was known unto us, and God had brought their counsel to naught, that we returned all of us to the wall, everyone to his work. And it came to pass from that time forth. These next couple of verses, all that was kind of foundational. These next couple of verses is really what I feel to say here tonight. It came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them held both the spears, the shield, and the bows, and the habergens, and the rulers were behind all those, all the house of Judah. They which build it on the wall, and they that bear burdens with those that laid it, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work. And with the other hand, he held a weapon. For the builders, every one had his sword girded by his side, and so builded, and he that sounded the trumpet was by me. They had a sword in one hand and a trowel in the other hand. They were prepared to fight, and they were prepared to work. I'll tell you where I believe we are right now, at a very critical moment, that somehow we learn how to fight and work. See, we're, we're kind of used to drawing the sword and putting down the tools for building the house. 
Let, let me say it in the context, I think it's safe to say in the context of what they were doing for us, the building of the house is the re- winning of souls. So let me say it to you like this tonight. This is where I believe we need to be now and moving forward. We need a sword in one hand. If for nothing else, we need a sword in one hand so the enemy knows. If you want to mess with me, I'm ready. If you want to pick a fight, let's go. But in addition to my sword in one hand, I've got a sickle in the other hand. So I am prepared and equipped to fight if I need to fight, but I'm also ready to read. I'm going to say something and try to say it properly and carefully, and you get what I'm trying to say. We're, we're used to just fighting. We know how to fight. It wouldn't take but about 60 seconds to get you guys into fighting mode right now. We could go into intercession in this place, so the, the beans would be shaken from the, I mean it, from the pot. I'm not, I'm not being facetious. All I had to do is call for you intercessors. And all I, I, I guarantee, I guarantee if I, if I did what Bishop did right now and got, got you ready and I just said war, you flip the switch. You wouldn't be like those, you know, those, those, and there's a lot of gymnasium, those lights you turn on, it takes them about 10 minutes to warm up. Y'all ready to go? We can do it and we could do something and, and there's a time and a place. But I'm telling you where we are right now, we need to get the sickle. We need to understand it's not just one or the other. There's an enemy that doesn't like what's going on, so I gotta keep fighting. But there's a harvest that's ready to be reaped now, so I need a sickle. And I'm not, I'm not choosing one or the other, but I am going to be constantly prepared that what, whichever one I need to do, I am ready. If there's an attack and I need to step into a warfare and and an opposition mode, I'm ready to fight. I've got it here right now. Don't have to go find my sword. I've got it. But at the same time, I'm prepared and ready to build. I believe where we are, where God has us, is about bringing some things together. It's It's about... It's, a, it's about some pieces meshing, some, some various things that we've known and tried and done, but we, we're at the point now where God is bringing those things together. And, and let me, I, I said it at the beginning, there, there's a, there's a on, on more of a personal level, just a, more of a side note, but I just I want to share and say it for a moment. Folks, we, we cannot afford to have a mentality. Like if I could use this, 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 the, con, the, the two different things that Nehemiah is talking about here. We cannot afford to be living our lives with our spiritual life and our natural life. If that's what we're doing, this, we're going to have great church on the weekend. We're going to have great services on the weekend. But if I leave here and walk outside and get in my car and go back to my life, 
We, we, we have done a lot of, of damage to what God has done while we were in this sanctuary and in the sanctuary in Baltimore. What, what, what I get from what Nehemiah was saying was we're, we're not going, we're not going to do one or the other. We're not dividing these things into separate, but we are prepared and ready for either one. I'm not going to walk out of here tonight and tell God, I'll see you Sunday morning. When I get back Sunday morning, do anything and everything you want to do in me and through me. But from tonight until I get back, it's my world. My life. It's my time. But somehow realizing there is no division, there is no separation. My world is not divided up into the natural and the spiritual. It's been a little while since I've said it. Let me just pause for a moment tonight. I, I don't care how well you can intercede and do all those great spiritual things if you don't know how to live in the natural. You can war on the floor all night long, but if you don't know how to be a good father or a mother or a good husband or a good wife, that's not the way this thing is supposed to work. But to be the best father I can be and the best husband I can be, it's not to separate this, what we're doing here tonight, into one category, and then the rest of the time I work on the other. But when I get it all mixed together and realize it's all just one life, that I am presenting as a living sacrifice the entire part of my life here at church, whether I'm at home, wherever I am, it's all one living sacrifice. Let me read to you. I've got several, and I'm I'm not going to read all that I had. I I just want to read here tonight one commentary. It comes from Matthew Henry's commentary, and listen to what he says with regards to these verses we have just read. It is probable that they change services at stated hours, which would relieve the fatigue of both, and particularly would be an ease to the bearers of burden whose strength had decayed. While they held the weapons, they were eased and yet not idle, thus dividing their time between the, the, blah, 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 between the trowels and the spears. They are said to work with one hand and hold their weapons with the other, which cannot be understood literally, for the work would require both hands, but it intimates that they were equally employed in both. They were ready to do both. We're, 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 let, let, me, let me say a little bit plainer. We're not going to just get ready for call to war in November and have call to war for a week and put the sickle down. Thus must we work out our salvation with the weapons of our warfare in our hand. For in every duty we must expect to meet with opposition from our spiritual enemies against whom we must still be fighting the good fight of faith. Every builder had a sword by his side, which he could carry without hindering his labor. The Word of God is the sword of the Spirit, which we ought to have always at hand and never to seek, never have to go looking for it. Both in our labors and in our conflicts as Christians. 
Care was taken both to get and give early notice of the approach of the enemy in case they should endeavor to surprise them. Nehemiah kept a trumpeter always by him to sound an alarm upon the first intimation of danger. The work was large and the builders were dispersed for in all parts of the wall they were laboring at the same time. We're laboring all over the place at the same time. We're ministering in all kinds of fields at the same time. But we also know how to give a sound of a trumpet that says, pause the work for a moment. <laughs> Got a little opposition we need to take care of here. But let's take care of the opposition and let's get back to building the house. The work was large, the builders were dispersed, for in all parts of the wall they were laboring at the same time. Nehemiah continually walked around to oversee the work and encourage the workmen, and so would have speedy, speedy and, and so would have speedy intelligence if the enemy made an attack, of which by sound of trumpet he would soon give notice to all. And they must immediately repair to him with a full assurance that their God would fight for them. When they acted as workmen, it was, it was requisite they should be dispersed wherever they were, wherever there was work to do. But when as soldiers, it was requisite they should come into close order and be found in a body. Thus should the laborers in Christ's building be ready to unite against a common foe. The inhabitants of the villages were ordered to lodge within Jerusalem with their servants, not only that they might be nearer to their work in the morning, but that they might be ready to help in case of an attack in the night. The strength of a city lies more in its hands than in its walls. Secure them and God's blessings upon them and be secure. Nehemiah himself and all his men kept closely to their business. The spears were held up with the sight of them to terrify the enemy, not only from sun to sun, but from twilight to twilight every day. Just because we're working... Don't mistake the fact that we're not ready for you. Just because we're focusing on the, on the field and the harvest, don't think for one minute we've taken our eye off of you and you might still try to attack us. And so we're ready for you. We're going to work, but at the very, all it's going to take is a little bit of a sound for us to know we've got to pause for a moment. Nehemiah himself and all his men kept closely to their business. The spears were held up. Just read that. Thus ought we to be always upon our guard against our spiritual enemies. Not only is here while it is light, but when it is dark, for they are the rulers of the darkness of this world. Nay, so very intent was Nehemiah upon his work, and so fast did he hold his servants to it, that while the heat of the business lasted, neither he nor himself, Neither he himself nor his attendants went into bed, but every night lay and slept in their clothes, except that they shifted them now and then, either for cleanliness or in case of ceremonial pollution. It was a sign that their heart was upon their work when they could not find time to dress and undress, but resolved they would be at all times ready for service. Good work is likely to go on successfully when those that labor in it thus make a business of it. I wonder how many opportunities I've missed, kind of like Brother Morgan preached a couple of Sunday nights ago about the woman. I wonder how many opportunities I've missed because I wasn't continually. 
and I, I realize it's almost impossible consciously, but in my spirit, continually trying to be sensitive to God for opportunities. Prepared. Ready. You know what? We, we, got, a, we got a bunch of preachers here tonight. Licensed and a bunch of aspiring preachers and some folks that probably can preach that you aren't licensed, never will get a license, but you, you could probably do it. We got some we got some men and women in this church that are great preachers. If I if I just pull the name out of the hat right now and called one of them up here to preach for the next fifteen minutes, most of them unless it was a definite God thing. <laughs> Uh, 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 now you tell them next Thursday night, a week from tonight, you're going to be preaching, and most of them will still be, uh, 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 but you give them time to pray and study and prepare, and they'll come prepared. Bible talks about being instant, in season, and out of season. We've got to be prepared for those God moments that are out of season. Not those times that we have studied and prayed and fasted for days and weeks and are now ready for God to do something. But those moments in which seemingly out of nowhere, God says, right here, right now. That's what He's saying they were ready and prepared to do. We're not going to have to get ready. We're going to be ready. We're going to stay in a frame of mind that in just a moment's notice, we're ready to respond. What do you have in your hand tonight? Hopefully you have something. Hopefully you have at least a sword or at least a sickle. Hopefully you have one or the other. But I believe we are at a moment, at a point in time, where God wants us to become comfortable. Carrying a sword, but also carrying a sickle. And in fact, what I believe is it's time to use the sickle more than the sword. Keep the sword ready. Keep the sword close. Keep the sword nearby because there's a chance the enemy's going to try to launch an attack. But my focus is going to be more the building of the house than it is just sitting waiting for a fight. And if you choose to mess with me, I want you to know I'm going to be ready. But in the meantime, I'm not just sitting and waiting. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put my focus in the building of the house. I'm not going to separate my life into, into, into to blocks and categories and segments, but I'm going to realize that God's kind of meshing some things together so that I can be equipped and prepared and ready in the moment. To the stand, please. The watch is not broken. Oh my God, it can't, surely.
I, I want us, I'm not going to give an altar call, but it is according to my iPad 827. I'd like for us just to, for a few moments, just right where you are. I want us to ask the Lord to help us individually and help us collectively. To get in the, the frame of mind that we need to be in, that we are not... You see, the problem is we, you can get so used to one thing. So used to doing one thing. When God says it's time to shift... You're not willing to shift because you've become, your, your identity has become wrapped up in that and your whole focus has become wrapped up in that. And there's, some, there's some things that have been shifting. There's some focuses that God has been shifting in us. We, we've got to be willing to let go of what we've been comfortable with. And I'm not talking about negative things and bad things. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things that in the right context are good and positive. But they're the things we've become, we've become very comfortable with. And so there's some new things that God is trying to get us to reach for, but we're not as comfortable with those things as what we've been used to. And it's not about abandoning some things and accepting new, but it's learning that there's multiple things that God wants us to become equipped to be able to use in the moment we're in. So would you, just for a few moments, would you ask the Lord to help you tonight? Would you ask Him to help us as a body tonight to learn like they did in the rebuilding of those walls with Nehemiah, that when it's time to work, I've got my tools. When it's time to reap, I'm ready to reap. But if, it, there's, a, if there's a moment, and in a moment's notice, there's, a, there's opposition and there's an attack that's coming, I'm also ready to put down my, my tools of, of building, my tools of reaping, and I'm ready to oppose the attack of the enemy. Father, help us tonight. Help us tonight, God. Help us tonight, God. Help us to become skilled, Lord, at carrying a sword in one hand, but carrying a sickle in the other hand. Not letting go of one, not abandoning one to take up the other, but learning, God, how to carry both, to be prepared to use either one based on the need of that moment. Help us as a body tonight, God, that we would learn how to be able to use the the necessary weapons and instruments that you have equipped us with, not to become so comfortable with one thing or, or, or become so used to one thing that that's all we're willing to hold on to and we're not willing to embrace other things, God. Help us tonight. Help us to learn how to carry a sword but carry a sickle as well. Help us to learn how to be prepared to enter into a spiritual battle when needed but also to be prepared, God, to be in a reaping mode, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Help us tonight, Father, by Your grace, help what You've been doing, God, in these church services to translate outside of this building, outside of the building in Baltimore. 
We know we need what's taking place. We know we need the Word that's being preached and the work of Your Spirit that's taking place, God. But it's not intended to just remain in the walls, but let what's being done, God, be translated, be transmitted outside. We don't want to just go to a new level, a new dimension in a church service, God, but we want the same thing to happen in our lives on a daily basis, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, help us not to just be skilled with the sword. Let us be skilled with the sickle, skilled with the tools necessary for the building of the house. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Amen. God bless you. Pray you have a blessed remainder of your week. I encourage you to try to find somebody to bring with you to church. I was going to say this earlier. You know that that number up there is pretty intimidated if it's about one or two people doing it. But if all of us working together contribute, if we're all doing our part on the wall, that becomes nothing in no time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. Dismissed in Jesus' name.